0: Good, Good morning. morning. <clears throat> I just uh, I just remembered to turn everything off there. I've had my phone off almost all weekend because we've had weddings, and you don't want that to go off in the middle. of Oh the yeah, the that
1: would be embarrassing. Yeah. Let was...
0: me introduce to you, Mister and Missus. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Julie, it was it was it was embarrassing though. It's I mean. They kind of made it funny but on i did we did a wedding friday sad and saturday both at the bonnie Glen, which was awesome because we could leave our stuff there on saturday mm-hmm. the poor oh no it was on friday the poor minister she, i think she had said the bride's name wrong about three times oh before the bride uh kind of corrected her very quietly <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> Things happen, but you definitely don't want the phone to be ringing through the uh, no kidding the ceremony. So yeah, <laughs> it, we've we had a long weekend, two weddings in a row, exhausted. And I know you had a long weekend. I had a long bad. weekend. I I look at I feel as bad as I look this morning. Like
1: my voice is raspy, and I have like circles all the way to my. But you can't see any she... of it. It look you look fine. Wow! Well, uh, thank God. <laughs> anyways yeah it was a very long weekend but oh my god what a festival it's been it was awesome man it was so cool to see everybody Mm -hmm. on the grounds no masks everybody was like smiling you could see the smiles yeah and uh yeah it was a a record-breaking rib fest it was It was simply amazing. And um, so I was on the grounds. I was not supposed initially, I was supposed to have a, remember, I was saying, I'm going to have a little table in the back. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to go around and do my social media media stuff. And that's going to be the end of it. But, you know, yeah, volunteer and me just took over and they needed, they needed people. So I I jumped in. Uh, So I worked the bar on uh, Friday and Saturday,
0: yesterday, a little bit too. Well, yeah, and Saturday um, would have been super busy with South Jordan. Yeah,
1: so, so, so Friday I was, uh, the way the bar worked is you have the front people, and then you have the back people who were handing the drinks to the front people. So Friday I was the back people, so I was just interacting with one person, right? I had my handler, and I I was, so I was giving my, but then Saturday they needed people up front, so. I got to the front of the line and then I, I interacted with like a gazillion people. I kind of had to face my fear. Yeah. And, <laughs> you would and think, you- oh, you're okay. Now you, 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 you know, you're not, no, I'm, I'm- I was afraid, but I, I had to conquer my fear and yeah, I'm just well, going to, you I'm were just gonna of, test every day for this week and see. Ya. Yeah. See, ya, well, I, I did
0: my little test this morning. Yeah, good, negative. Yeah. Well, you were just pushed into it, just like when we started back with the weddings. I mean, you, you can't really say as a DJ, "Oh, what, I don't really want to come," <laughs> because yeah, right. You, you oh, have no. Sorry, choice. I'm I'm afraid today. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't really want to be around people. You kind of got pushed into it, and you had to yeah. be there, and yeah. you had to kind of get. Yeah, over it was it needed. Quickly. So you know.
1: And so, it, it, it was it was a great experience. I, I just realized how much I missed it, you know. Being yeah. there just made me realize, oh, gosh, I missed this, you know. And and I, while I, you I were loved, doing
0: it, you probably didn't, it. you didn't really even think about it. I thought, I didn't think about it. You were not just much. doing it. You know,
1: it. it's it's up, out in the open. Like, my yeah. interactions with people was, like, pff, 30 seconds at yeah. most, you know. I'm figuring, pff, you know.
0: And, unless somebody... and at this
1: point, it's going to be unavoidable at some point. Yeah. You just got to, you know. But yeah anyways, it's it's it is
0: it is. it's there it's not going anywhere we have to kind of just live with it so yeah now the no, one that you. i'm i'm scared of though is the monkey pox that looks super painful but oh, i don't yeah. well you know what the monkey pox yeah, pox yeah i know yeah That is more of a fear to me but yeah anyway, anyways i want
1: to take i want to take a second okay to to thank everybody who came and supported Ribfest. We spend some money there. The money that is, of course, you know, you always have the naysayers like, oh, the money doesn't stay in the city Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. No, actually it's the biggest fundraiser of the year for the Optimist Club of Cornwall. It amasses tons of money. Everybody that's there, the Midway, the vendors, they all pay to be here. That money goes back in our community and it it goes to support like the toy drive Mm -hmm. um, the breakfast with santa uh the 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 optimist um uh, softball league like it it allows us to do a whole bunch of things for the community so when when you say that money doesn't stay here some money gets out but a lot of money gets in um it attracts a lot of people the hotels are full while you know while it's in town um so i want to thank all the volunteers that gave their sweat and blood over the weekend i want to thank the sponsors all our wonderful sponsors without whom this would never happen all the vendors that were there um the bands like and you name it i'm sure i'm forgetting people but i want to thank everybody who participated in any way uh shape or form uh the guy at
0: the midway jordy you're awesome um yeah anyways but i mean like even all those people, they they're eating in Cornwall. They're eating at the restaurants. Yeah, because you know what? they the... don't want ribs anymore. Like yeah, because they they yeah they definitely don't want to. They're eat ribs, traveling so they with the come. ribbers. like they yeah. they're sick and tired of ribs. They're gonna go to McDonald's
1: or they're gonna go yeah. to our yeah. local Cornwall pizza. Exactly. I've heard time and again that they can't wait to come to pizza to uh, Cornwall to pizza. I can't <laughs> even talk today. Uh, they can't wait to call to come to Cornwall so they can you know Get go pizza. and. And have their, their Cornwall pizza because yeah. you know, they have it only once a year. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a fun event. It's, uh, it's an awesome weekend. And uh, thank you, everybody who
0: supported it. And sadly, I couldn't make it because we were no. out of town for you two never days. never can. And
1: it's sad because the Seeker is it's always hard. a big sponsor and we're never I'm represented not. on the grounds other than just a, 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 a sign or two. But anyways, we're here today not to
0: talk about Ribfest, but to talk about... The housing situation in Cornwall, like the homeless situation, not the housing, but the, ho- the homelessness in Cornwall, which is, uh, I mean, it's got really bad during COVID. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's always been there, but I think now we're noticing it more. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we're going to be talking about that. Oh, Cornwall Seeker, good morning. Good morning. So we're going to be talking about that with Stephen and Ivan. This morning and yes. discussing you know the situation and and what can be done or what we can do to help alleviate it good morning guys
2: good morning. good morning
0: how are you today good good
3: excellent thank you
1: i hear uh ivan had a party but uh, it was not a rib party did you have ribs at your party
2: <laughs> uh, no way. but we did have ribs at the rib fest a couple of nights prior to that but yeah okay had a surprise party and my birthday is in October but we celebrated it in oh. July, So That'll fool a guy every time. Yeah, it was a good time.
1: Yeah, that's a good way yeah. to
2: do
0: a
1: surprise party. I'm I'm sure that's a big for surprise.
0: Sure. But uh, but I love the the backstory of it where you've been cleaning around the house for the last 2 weeks and organizing and trimming and not knowing that it was for your own yeah, party. I was, that's contributing, the best yeah.
2: part. I was prepping for my own party, which <laughs>
0: that's, that's <laughs> a good
2: she, one. She and Caitlin was baking like batches of cookies and all that. And I never like, wow, why do we need 50 cookies? <laughs> 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 and and yeah, lots of the food and stuff was hidden under beds and all that. I never. <laughs> anyways. Well, but uh, she's
0: a good planner. She is, but you know what? There is a saying that uh, your house is the cleanest when you know companies coming over. Yeah, that's, that's right. House well, that was clean it. Clean it that
2: morning I whipper we we're having two people over. I whipper snip and blew, you know, with the blower, get rid of all the debris, and you know, yeah, the yard was looking nice for two people. And I came home, and there was uh, forty plus, you know. So it was, <laughs> it was quite the surprise. That's that's I'm why I, on, on the subject of, of homelessness. Uh, I don't know if people are aware how, how rampant it is and, and with the price of rent going up and all that. that a lot of people uh, are living on a song and a prayer right now uh, trying to get through this. Um, so I don't know where to start. I don't know, uh, like Steve and I looked back into this a while back on the cost of, of bringing up a place. We had met with the mayor at the time and all this, and it's millions of dollars. And we did have something coming up, and uh, which I'm, you know, it's political, so Steve and I are going to be careful this morning about who we name and what we name. But we had a beautiful establishment, seemed ready to go, was well organized with alarms and new equipment and new beds and new lockers. And each room had a microwave and a fridge, all new, new clothes. And like I said, we have to be careful what we talk about, but somehow the doors never got open and it's a sad, it's a sad state of affairs. In that the was a shelter, Ivan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, it was yeah, a, yeah,
2: something that was available in town that never got the go-ahead. the go, go ahead. Ahead. So let,
1: let me backtrack just a little bit. I just want to know, is, there, in trouble. <laughs> is there a shelter in town? No. We don't have anything, right? There's,
2: there's a shelter no. for abused women. But that's the it. Homelessness is more rampant, is, is h- higher amongst men. So there's definitely nothing for a single man. And just to give your perspective, OW right now Ontario works is like seven hundred and thirty-nine dollars a month, and thirty percent of that's supposed to go to your rent. So do the math, you know, for like (laughs) just find a place to stay for under three hundred bucks. Doesn't happen. So no, Steve and I are aware of one person whose rent is seven hundred and twenty-five, and he gets seven hundred and thirty-nine from OW. So you know what I mean? It just it's the dream the impossible dream ODSP yeah. you know pays about 1100 or whatever depending what you did I've met people who I helped sign up for housing uh they have to show them all their documents that I helped them fill out the paper so I'm aware of it um they're pushing 60 and they got 170 dollars total in their bank accounts uh with zero revenue coming in um so that's a situation that, that's, that's things that are happening in our own town the, the proud Seaway Valley community. Uh-huh. Um, and we're kind of just ushering these people out the door. Uh, the distribution of tents, think about this. We give tents to people to help accommodate them. They're living by the river, they're living in the woods. Um, that was, you know, cause we don't have a shelter. We don't have a brick and mortar shelter for these people. And the same thing is kind of happening outside yeah. of this district. If, if you're living like in Newington or Winchester, there's not an abundance of apartments, right? So if you have to rent, you have to rent a whole house. Well, again, housing now to, buy, to rent a house is anywhere from 1500 to $3,000 a month. Um, yeah. I like that someone just wrote about the hospital yeah. on second street. You might guess where it is. <clears throat> Um, we have facilities that could have accommodated it. Why didn't take off? I'll leave Steve decide on that. He, he's, he's retired. He can take the risk.
0: He <laughs> can talk about it.
2: it. It just became too political.
3: And, uh, you know, the ball was bounced from one person to the next to the next. And so it never got off the ground. And you can't say who is wrong and who is right because we really don't know because there was different things that come out about this group, that group, whatever,
2: whatever the reasons were behind it is irrelevant now because it just never got off the ground and it's really, really regretful. And I look at it and I
3: say, a lot of the things that don't get don't happen is because people haven't lived it. I think mm-hmm. if the ones that were making the decision spent a month or two months or like myself, but three months living in a van or in a car. <clears throat> They would realize what they really need to do for the people in our community to get them off the streets. I did it when it was coming into November uh, and it was kind of cold sleeping in the back of the truck for like three months at the time. So it's uh we we have to do something. That's how Ivan and I met up oh, by the way is because I mentioned I slept in the van and it's I like, oh my god here we go. So but there's not enough being done for our homeless at all. <clears throat> and I know I know there there's there's food uh places that they could go and eat and but still it's nice to be able to have a roof overhead or even a place that they could drop in and get washed and cleaned up. Because these people okay, they look uh they look dirty, whatever the case is, but they don't have a place to go and take care of themselves to wash the clothes and get washed where they would have had that uh it yep. was that- until the facility closed so we need to everybody
2: got to get off their ass and
3: do something
2: plain and simple i um i had to help someone out over the winter who was wheelchair bound and um thank god there was there was this out of out of the cold was a like a a short-term solution for this i paid for motels but motels are they're charging you like fifteen hundred dollars, I think it was fifteen hundred dollars a week or whatever. It was astronomical amount of money wow. to, to have so so even this you know I'm not gonna say this but local people are taking it all oh, there's funding you know let's hit them again so it's very expensive to get people out of the cold and all that it's it's a band aid it's a temporary fix. Um and, and just think of what Steven said there. I mean I mean you're homeless one day and if you can go take a shower, get some fresh pajamas have a good night's sleep and a meal in your stomach. Think of what that does for your mental health for the next few mm-hmm. days. Say, you know what? You're good till we find you a place. You're already that much better, right? You're just, yeah. just that security going, oh, my God, what's today's struggle? So mental health and homelessness, they, they, it's just a circular thing, right? I mean, people apply for ODSP because they have anxiety and stress and depression. If you knew that you were going to lose your home and you can't figure out, you have zero revenue or, or close to it. Can't figure out a way. Well, we'd all have depression and anxiety and stress, mm-hmm. right? I mean, no. And and those with children and that kind of stuff, like, and with the renovations, I mean, things are better now because your your rights have been made public. And so it, it slowed down the machine a little bit. I mean, the, aesthetically, Cornwall is looking nice. There's been lots of houses that have been fixed mm-hmm. up. And it's really nice. <sighs> What's the solution to accommodate everything. That's that's the debate we're going to have, I guess. Is like, how do you find adequate housing when? And I talk to people in Ontario Works, and I talk to people. Uh, I don't. And there's nothing saying that those those rates are going up now. Inflation has went up thirty four percent in the last eight years. Housing has went up seventy. And like you you saw it you you saw what was hundred and fifty thousand is now three hundred and fifty thousand three years mm-hmm. later like it's absurd um so how do you get in the market? How's the next generation going to get into the market well and that's yeah. that's
1: that's the thing right so um my son has actually come back home because um he can't find anything that that would be um reasonable for him and he works he works at Leclaire. So he's making a de- decent pay. It's not like he's not, you know, he's making like twenty dollars an hour, twenty plus. Um, but still, even even like at least 60% if he was living alone, at least 60% of his income would be going to to housing. And that's totally nuts, man.
2: Like yeah, it should he, be be 20 to, he,
1: he should he should he would have to live somebody with to live with, you know, totally. if you're in an apartment. Like People can't afford living alone anymore. Even bachelors are like over
2: $1,000. So to make it, it's supposed to be 25 to 30% of your salary. And I mean, someone living in Ottawa, working at $20 an hour, I'm sure it must be close to 70% of their. So, so what do you scrimp on, right? You scrimp on food. You scrimp on medication. We've had people uh, in our group, Steve and I, that, that have like, okay, well, I got to buy this. So I'll only take my medication every second day or whatever. Oh. So, what does that contribute to in the end? You know, for a proud, oh. out city, uh, and I mean it's everywhere. It's not. It's not just us. I'm not condemning. It. It's just how do you start? What do you do more? You know, and there's no, there's no easy solution. I mean, you're not going to build 120 apartment complexes overnight. Yeah, um, right. and even that. I mean, we're we're taking up lands where we used to have all kinds of wildlife. We're pushing that. That's why we're seeing deers and geese and foxes everywhere. Yeah. I mean I went to the park the other day. There's a beaver. Who the heck sees a beaver in a park? You know what I so, so like the wildlife is getting pushed. We're we're seeing that. Uh we're building more houses because we have to. Um and, and yet we can't find workers. I, it's a crazy time. It's a crazy time. Do yeah. we really need more housing?
1: There's so many um it seems like there's so many empty houses
2: well, and buildings. Well, maybe there's that. I, all I know I, my, my neighbor drives people from Ottawa to Olimel because we're bussing in people to work in our local factories. Um immigrations, let's open the door, let's bring more immigrants here, but we have no place for them to stay. Yeah. So that they can work. So without a place to stay, you can't work. You you want security for your family and all that. So who's gonna take that risk? It's um shit show. It's uh <laughs> well Stephen, what
1: you we're gonna say something, yeah. I'm sorry? You were going to say something?
3: Uh, we're, we're just not building enough affordable housing, and it's uh, the whole thing. It's all yeah. right. We're building houses. Building houses is great. But I think the, everybody's got to get moving and build something that somebody could afford. I'm fortunate. I you know, like, I own my house. My house is paid for. So, And I'm only on pension because if I wasn't, I wouldn't be able to afford to buy my house right now. and I wouldn't be able to afford living here. But, but it's paid. So I'm, I'm grateful. But when I, I'm going to go back to what Ivan said before about the mental health, about, you know, like once you get to take a shower and change everything else. I was, I, I got a bit emotional here. I got goosebumps already. I was very fortunate when I went through my, my craft um, and I was living in my van. My, sis, my ex sister in law, who is now deceased, when she found out she started, once a week, I would go to her house, and she'd cook me a meal. I'd have a shower. She would do my laundry. So I would come out, and i always feel that much better because somebody cared. And a lot of these people that are on the street don't know we care. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, when you see a homeless person walking, and I've seen it with my own eyes, where the people will actually change sides of the street or turn their head away. You know, like, these people are human. Yeah. I care. That and it's like, look at us, we do exist. You we can't turn a blind eye to it to it. And you gotta remember, these are somebody's kids, somebody's father, somebody's brother or sister, you know, they're they, they belong, and we're just not I don't feel we're doing enough. And you know, you know, if you if you feel it in your heart you're walking down the street and you got an extra buck in your pocket, mm-hmm. buy a' balls burger and you give it to one of them, and you're gonna see your you know. You'll feel better, but you're gonna make them feel like they just, they, they belong.
0: Yeah, that's Maybe. what my uh, my youngest son he lives in Calgary, and that's what he's done a lot. Like he said, he said he's seen somebody begging for food, like he won't give money, to go buy them some food, and or take them in the store and buy something for them. And he says he says just the the smile on their face. He says it can be just a little bit of stuff that he buys, but it's just that gratitude that somebody cares.
3: Well, even like you, we're not homeless, all four of us here, but if you're sitting in your office or you're sitting out on a park bench or something like that and somebody walks along and hands you a bottle of water mm-hmm. or you know gives you a little something, say, here, and, and just keeps on going, how are you going to feel? You're going to feel uplifted that somebody actually yeah took the consideration so these people are living in tents, some of them are in tents. some are are under uh tarps for god's sakes. and they're carrying everything they own on their backs and it's they're human let's give them some consideration let's give them some love is what they need
0: and, but, and you know what the other thing is they weren't always like that they had everything and just because life happens this is how it, it they ended up.
3: it's the fan it really gets you in the eyes and like i i was a millionaire I, you know i i signed over when i filed bankruptcy I signed over 1.4 million dollars of assets and i went from having four homes to living in a car so it's like and that it wasn't overnight but it was pretty close to it you know like within a matter of i'm gonna say six months from high on a pedestal to, I remember one time sitting in Tim Hortons in LaSalle and this guy's deceased now, but this guy Michael come in and I remember he threw $10 on the table. And he says, here, Steve, you can get yourself a pack of cigarettes and have some coffee for the day. And that's all I had that whole day. And it's like, and like I say, unfortunate. I unfortunate somebody helped me and she's still here with me. So but not not, not everybody's that fortunate.
2: On that, can I make a point on, on what you said, Steve, about that ten dollars? So I'm a community worker and we hear time after time about sustainability and all that. And I often quote the book, uh, Men's Search for for meaning by Victor Frankl, And that was about life in Auschwitz. And, and sustainability or not, we we have, I'm going to plug a few places, there's Agape a and there's Center 105 that will give you breakfast and give you lunch. But that extra $10, that, that one-time thing sometimes gives you a little bit of hope and humanity and it'll keep you going because mm-hmm. who knows what you're thinking that day when you've lost everything, you know, as the song goes, freedom, just another word for nothing left to lose. And we have nothing less to lose.
1: Uh, uh, I be- crazy places. I want to make a few points to what steven said so one important thing is that you're saying that that one day a week that you would go and you you would have that meal and that shower i mean that probably meant everything to you at that point because it kept you going you looked forward to that day when you would have that meal and that shower like you're saying ivan if you have anything if you have nothing left to lose then you know do we know the statistics between homelessness and suicide for example do you have anything for us on that
3: don't have stats on it but i know that men suicide regardless no matter which way we look at it men are four to one to women either way so wow. and we, we so don't,
2: I, sorry i just want to support we're just saying steven so so men over 50 who've okay. lost their jobs we didn't have like careers or professions are less likely to get another job. It's the highest time for divorce as well. And if you know about men, men's pride is their work. What yes. do you do? They name their work. They don't say I'm a skier. They say, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you take away integrity, you take away money, you take away status, you take away family. <clears throat> the correlation is quite high. Uh, so that's why we see a higher incidence of suicide, and that group of men that are over 50, because if you were a construction worker and you lost your job and now you reapply and your body's done from, uh-huh. it's, it's taken its toll on you doing a road construction, all that you have a limp and all that. Oh, yeah. He's going to be the next one at ODSP. Don't give him a job. I mean, it's different than if you're a psychiatrist and you can work to be like 75, if you can handle the stress, but I mean, work, no matter what you do, something that takes away your soul, your mind, your body, it, it works at something, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, there, there would be a higher correlation because of that incident. Um, and, and I know it's archaic, but back in the day, it was, you know, man was the provider. It's not the same yeah. thing now. But for some men, you take that away and the hope of ever getting something again you can imagine where that brings you in your mind. You know what I mean? So you're,
1: you're saying it's not like that still. But I mm-hmm. mean, if you look at the generation that are about 50 or a, a little over 50, we're, we're still have that mentality. I think yeah. that the man is the provider. Yeah. It's, it's still it's still getting. Yeah, I can see how it would affect. Uh, affect somebody.
2: So, yeah, statistically, that's where it is. Homelessness. I mean, uh this might not be an accurate statistic, but back in the eighty percent of the homeless were men, um, and if you it's, it's I guess it's getting worse for both genders now, according to what it was because initially you'd go you'd see the lineup at Agape for lunch and it was the ratio was pretty evident, but I'm told now it's there's more women, there's more families, there's more I mean they're they they've doubled up on if if not tripled up on how much they have to distribute per day. Uh, yeah they, really yeah we like a,
0: yeah we get the stats from uh, the agape <laughs> like we published all the stats every uh every month so yeah they're, they're just going up and up and up it doesn't you see doesn't it back
2: julia so it doesn't help it's like a mirror oh, yeah, it's
0: backwards. <laughs> it's
3: backwards. well for
1: example it says uh for the month of may the takeout lunches were two thousand three hundred and ninety three food hampers one thousand and ninety three new referrals was 50 individuals and individuals served was uh, 1,793, and of that was 445 children.
2: There you go. So things yeah. are changing, they're, and that's that's the saddest part. It's like whole families moving out.
1: Yeah. Um, well,
2: so, uh, I
3: know one family in particular that,
2: uh, you know, they don't make it month to month. And so they that come to the end of the month, they're it's a struggle
3: and i was brought up on what they call it at the time they called it welfare and mm-hmm. i know even back then and things just shows how things have not changed because they stay kind of stay the same is i was my, my mother was on welfare back in the 50s and barely made it or most of times didn't make it till the end of the month and you got the same thing today because everything is is completely crazy they don't rinse it so you, you got people that are are with their families are that are going to be homeless soon because the rents just keep going up and you know it's the rate that we're going at right now is not sustainable for anybody and you know I'm looking at different families that I know of and it's I, I'm I'm worried about them because they, they one
2: one rung on the ladder breaks and they're on the street yeah. So I'd like to talk about that, Steve. The, the different levels of homelessness. So there, yeah. there are people who are living in the streets. There are people who are couch surfing. You know, with their their, their nieces, their uncles, or whatever. They are they, doing that, doing little jobs on. The, there are people who are one month away from that's it. That's all we have in the bank, and we're going to be evicted soon. There are people who uh, who camp all summer, hoping to get housing come fall. And then they do it all over again, they try to find cheaper ways of doing things and just to survive. Uh, I saw something, a, a documentary a while back, and it's, it's for those who are aware of the movie, The Grapes of Wrath, uh, Steve, uh, John Steinbeck, you know, migrant workers in the 30s. Well, there's a new twist on that. There are people in the States that live out of their vans and their campers, and that's where they go from migrant camp to migrant camp to migrant camp. I stopped in Hawkesbury, Caitlin and I, and we picked two baskets of berries. And I don't see how people can do that all day long, every day. Like yeah. it, it is toil. It is work. You're bent over. You're in the sun. It's hot. It's right. Ra- so, you know, these there, there are people there that I saw in that interview. Like they're in their 60s or 70s and they're they're working at, at, at big warehouses or they're, or they're picking tobacco or they're picking crops or sugarcane, whatever it may be. And living out of their vans. And some of them do well because they have like a podcast that sells, but lots of them don't do so yeah. well. You know, like it's not, it's like making the NHL. Many, many try out, few make it, you know. Um, so the times they are changing, I think it's evident for everyone. We were talking earlier uh, about, the, you know, a, a meal at a restaurant that was $12 is now $19. Um, yeah. So there's more tax on that. There's more tip on that. Like So, so an outing is a lot more expensive. I just want to recall something. Like my father had a friend who owned a, a hardware store, and his employee was able to buy a house and raise kids. You know, as a single, or you don't, you don't see that anymore. No. You
0: know,
2: if you work at a hardware store, you just the sole I, I don't know where you, you know, you build up enough equity to buy a four hundred thousand dollar home now, like, and put kids through university. Like it's.
1: Not yeah. to mention they won't lend you because that's not, you're not making, an, you, you know, it, you go above the 25% threshold.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If exactly. you get a
1: mortgage at $400,000, like yeah. I wouldn't it's, be able to get a mortgage at that rate. So
2: It's a tough yeah. goal. Um,
0: yeah, well, what so was Where scary? do we find some? Sorry. Yeah, well, what was scaring me was when all these renovations were coming up, especially like Cumberland Gardens, and and they're putting out a hundred people out from their homes to renovate. And I think it's all on hold right now. You were saying, Ivan? I think I, they, I, they, I, I think that's kind of on the stall. But but if that was going through, where are these people gonna go? Didn't they do a regulation something? now about renovation?
2: Yeah. So the legal clinic stepped in and let people know their rights and all that. Yeah. So they, you can refuse to leave. They can do the renovations around you and all this kind of stuff. Is what okay. I understood. Don't quote me. And that your rent should not go up. If those who signed that they were willing to leave and they got a, a cash deal, well, business Ooh. is business, and there's no law against making, renovating, and making more money. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. so the argument is, you know, we're 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 uh, I'm just looking for the word, ameliorating, we're doing, we're making nicer housing, we're doing this kind of stuff. And yes, and to invest in buildings and keep them up. There's the statistics that show that's the thing to do if you want a nice city. But we have to be able to accommodate other people on the spectrum somewhere. And, and Cornwall's active, I sat in on a, on a homelessness committee meeting with the city. What they're tending to do is build up now, so, because property is so expensive, so if you get a piece of land, you build, you know, like a eight plex or something like that. And then you have some of them that are going to be on social assistance and some of them that you pay out of pocket so that you combine populations in order to keep everything to a certain standard. And, I think and-
1: that's important too, not to not segregate
2: people. I, well, I- I just want to add one more. Th- I've been adding a lot, but just like I went to marketplace one time and one guy was selling a TV and his mark selling TV, moving to tent. And that, that just blew my mind that it's not easy to say like this. It's, it's not, you know, we wouldn't have seen that 20 years ago. I'm moving no. to a tent, like, you know, and, and now it's like, oh, well, join the others that are moving to a tent. And I think that's really sad.
3: Well, there was actually somebody living in one of the, um, uh, storage in, uh, units they were it was cheaper to rent the storage unit for the month and because you had 24 hour access they were living in that and i think what? they were put out afterwards but uh,
1: yeah they probably
3: were and there's also somebody that i heard that was renting the person's tool shed
2: to live out of oh my like a solution of something you talked about is the, the community pool. You know what I mean? If they let people just come in and take a shower there, the showers are there, the city is there, the access is there, there's people supervising. I mean, but no, it, it costs you money to take a shower. But it is the, the most public, cheapest place you can go to get a shower.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now that, that big uh, building that they're building downtown on, that, mm-hmm. on the corner of uh, Pitt and Second, is that going to be – like low income, think that's what I heard. That's a lot of yeah. I'm sure not. Man, it's no, prime that
3: one is. the one on 9th and uh McConnell. There's some low cost housing in that, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: But not I was told I was, was,
2: that was, was going to be, to be, be for the, the elderly, so I'm not sure. It is private owned, yeah.
1: That's, that's another thing.
2: thing, right? So the baby boomers population is on the rise, so the needs for adequate housing for seniors who are on a fixed income is yeah. on the rise it's 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 a perfect storm it's wow <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: uh, but
1: add covet to that and then you have like a really e. bad, yeah, like because yeah the er's are closing like you know alexandria is now permanently closed from 8 a.m to uh, 8 p.m to 7 a.m i think um yeah anyway so solutions guys what what can what we do, can we do?
2: Well, we have to accept it's going to take time. And it's too bad that the place that was in place, that yeah. I can't name.
1: Is that, there any way to revive that? They, no.
2: they, they held on a year, spent tons of money. And I don't know. I don't want to say anymore. But it's sad. And it's it's funny that we were kind of oppressed to not be able to say, why the hell not? Nobody knows. We ended up at being at meetings. And it's like, hush, hush, don't. Oh, we can't discuss it anymore. Okay. And I don't know why. But Steve and I took a tour. You come out of a shower, you went and picked in fresh clothes, fresh socks, fresh underwear. You, it, it was set up. There was alarms in every door, so no drugs could come in. There was wow. it, it all new, uh foolproof, like mattresses that didn't absorb, you know, like it, it was it was wow. It, it was so a, it's a all great, there,
1: ready to go. You're saying? Yeah.
2: That's what we're saying. It was all, and it there. stood dormant, dormant, and and with a fine, a big fine, if someone was, if they were to leave someone in, a big Jesus. fine. That's that's where it, I don't want to get in trouble, man. <laughs> that's that's where it really irks us. That if they were to let someone sleep overnight, they were allowed to leave someone in to shower, and give them a care package to go out, but don't dare have anybody in permanent.
0: Wow, yeah. are they still allowed to have anybody go in and shower? They're
2: They closed the door. They got discouraged. Uh, oh my! They had staff on standby forever. Like you're hired. We're going to open the door next week. Next week became next month. Became, you know. The,
3: the last I heard, they were looking for a place of their own to mm. to buy and work on their own. That's the last I heard. But I don't know if that was just a rumor or not because they. Like I said, they were so discouraged where they were. And uh, like you say, we don't know who put the blocks to it, but somebody did. And it, it just didn't happen. But one thing I'd like to give a, is a, a shout out to um, the the Akrasoste people because they were at one point, for our homeless, going around, I think they still do it once or twice a week delivering sandwiches and, and drinks to the homeless downtown. They know where they are and they were going out and delivering to them. And I think a lot of the we might be getting a lot of people at the agape centers and stuff like that. But there's a lot that um and I'm gonna say it's pride that keeps them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, pride is the, you know, is a killer for a lot of people because they yeah. just we should mention uh, the
2: United Way as well has worked hard at reducing homelessness. Oh, uh, there's a I, committee I in town, a legal community. clinic. like. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think what the one Stephen's talking about is Unity Street Help, isn't it? They're the ones that Uni- – yeah. Unity Street Help. Yeah, and
3: we, we, we all have to – They're the ones we, – We all have to go out, and like I said before, if you go out and give somebody a bottle of water, you know, these, these people – let's feed our poor and not only not only the homeless let's feed our poor we give millions and billions of dollars away every year to other places let's look in our own community right now we have people that even though they're going to the food banks i did the the, uh, the hunger challenge two years yeah,
0: ago i did it with you
3: and what you get to live on a month we only had to do it a week
0: Mm-hmm.
3: and i lost seven pounds in that week just doing it and so we're, we're getting this let's feed our own we, when you look around the, the dumpsters that are full of food that could have gone someplace else
1: well, that's 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 a good solution you know like it'd be nice to i know that um, in bigger cities, they have these these uh, grocery stores that get together. They have an app where anything that has to be thrown off the shelves is being sold at a very, very, very low price. And you can go on the app and, and just get, like, it'd be nice if they got that kind of setup for... We,
2: we looked into it, and it's, it's liability. It's if it's past date, what if they sue us? And So they throw it out. They throw out. Frozen. That's food. insane. I see it. Um, and I've asked them about it. And that's what they told me because even the employees can't get it because then you're sabotaging the whole system of you're getting food for free. Uh, and, and it's that it's the fear that someone's going to get sick and now you're liable because you gave food that was no good. So they just, Toss it out and lots of it. If you look in your own freezer, I, I know there's you know you're supposed to eat something frozen within three weeks, and I'm telling you, I've,
3: <laughs> I've I got I you said, stuff I got has been said, there been said, longer than said, that. <laughs> months. Yeah, and the stores are very, very strict on it. I used to deliver for a refrigerated trucking company, and I went to I won't mention the name of the store, but I went in, and the dock the person i used to receive on the dock was gone, so I asked where. She had gone and she was fired because they had thrown a bunch of stuff out and um, there was chocolate bars that were not, you know, they weren't bad, but they were past date. They were thrown in the garbage. She went and took one before it went in and she got fired because that was past date. You're not allowed to touch it. It's their property and Mm -hmm. so out the door and they walked her right out right away. You're not allowed to touch the stuff once they throw it in the garbage
2: yeah. and
3: and i worked for a hotel downtown montreal this ago well, way back and we used to uh, cater to air france airlines and we would come in and because of the liability filet mignons, complete complete filet mignons, in the garbage because they could not give them to anybody because of oh, liability.
1: that is completely insane it, it is. is.
3: It is, and there's so much out there. I got stuff, honest to God, downstairs that's two years past date, and I still eat it. But, yeah. sure.
0: my father was like that.
1: He had those cans, and like he's like, ah, oh, nah, no, that's just a suggestion. That that date. Well,
3: well, back back in the fifties, you used to tell you put your canned goods in your air in your bomb shelter, so yep. you know it's going to last through yeah. a nuclear bomb. It sure certainly should last an extra year or two, but. Mm-hmm. All, all I think of, we, we should be doing something more to feed everybody everybody and everybody if everybody's well fed your mental health is that much better yeah you know you' you're if you're walking around with a full belly you're feeling good about you you're not saying well geez i I could use another piece of bread uh, no it's
2: I think what's what's ironic is the federal government will will set up a like if there was a hurricane or something, you can set up a refugee camp overnight and, and things food's flowing in. And, yep. and yet we have something right on our nose and it's a long process. And that's the how come. And that's the sustainability thing. How long can we keep it? Who's going to run it? Who's going to support it? How are we going to... Because it's 24 hours and who's watching, who's watching who? And so when we looked into it, it, it is much more complicated. You can't just open a shelter and go, okay, it's going to run itself, which in other countries, they, they take an old abandoned building and go, yeah, and here's a microwave and serve yourself type of thing. Uh, standards in, in Canada are different. And, you know, come February, it's going to be a whole new game again. I just want to note that about a month ago, I was turning onto to Brookdale and I saw a woman with a, a cardboard. I saw the back of her, so I was going the wrong way, but I was begging for food or, or whatever with the card. And that was the first time I've ever seen that in Cornwall. And that impacted me. I'm like, wow, I've seen it in Ottawa often on on-ramps and stuff like that. First time I've seen it in Coral. It's it's here. There's no denying it, folks. Um, I mean, you can pay it forward. Caitlin does this amazing thing where she puts a bunch of change on a picnic table and it says that's going to make somebody happy today. And, I mean, oh. it's that. We can put together packages with fresh socks, fresh underwear, feminine hygiene, a bottle of water, and a snack. Leave it somewhere on a picnic table and say you know, a little note saying, you know, pay it forward or whatever. There are ways to, to, to help out a little bit. Yeah. Like I come back to that book that sometimes that little piece of bread will get you onto tomorrow. You know what I mean? So yeah, okay. Mother Teresa said, "If you can't help everybody, at least help one." You know, and it's uh, that do do a little bit, and if we all do a little bit, we'll do better.
0: Well, whenever many a a little a while about a year ago, we went to the bank machine, and it it always sticks in my mind. There's a guy sleeping right there on the floor, in the. Because it was it was cold outside, and he was there, and I felt so helpless. Like you know, what can want, you do? I want to go back, Ivan. You said come February,
1: it's all going to change. What what's happening in February?
2: Oh well, I mean the solutions are the same. You don't give a tent oh. in February.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: So yeah. what are we okay. going to do come February? You know what I mean we, we, yes, we I know I those. know
1: so there's there's tents like at the waterfront like they strategically put there so they have access to water and they can you know
3: what and what do you do uh, with past february the bodies last year I don't know if they put them back in this year for the 10 people but also I think it was last week or the week before they found one of the homeless people uh, dead in the field right beside the fire department oh. So, and at that point, somebody said they don't know how long he's been there. So, like, you know, who's monitoring them? Who's looking for them? And it's got to be, everybody's got to be out there looking for these people. And you can't ask the policeman to do it. They, they should be doing it. They do have their checkups. And we can't blame the police is what I want to say. Because a lot of these people don't are afraid of the police. Because if they're the police are approaching them, they're probably going to be yeah, arrested. Yeah,
1: they're, they're or pushed
3: on. So... Uh, it has to be, John. Citizen, you know, the, the citizens going out and helping them themselves and keeping an eye on these people and asking them, "What can they do? Where can they go?" Because, uh,
1: I like the idea of a pay it pay it forward campaign. Uh, that's uh, that's kind of neat. Like and like you said, it's it's you make a change one person at a time. That's all we can do as individuals. And given an extra. or leave something for them to find and, and, you know, make their day
0: better. But I want to, I want to kind of bring up the point that I know I do a lot of thrift store shopping because I know if I buy something at the Agape new to you store, it goes to help the homeless. It goes to help the food banks. Same thing with Salvation Army. The uh, Serendipity Boutique Helps Baldwin House. A lot of people don't realize that when they're shopping at these places, it helps somebody else. And a lot of people are under the impression you have to be poor to be able to go in those places to shop. So people need to know that anybody can go because your money is helping somebody at that point. We have a Mm -hmm. question.
1: This lady says, my daughter has been working on creating Bag of Hopes, bags of essentials for the homeless. Do you have a suggestion on who we can contact to help us with locations to deliver?
2: Mm. Yes. So Salvation Army, the United Way, um, Agape Center, any of those places there, leave them at, at, at parks, at Center 105 for the breakfasts. They, they see that, that clientele and, and they can help distribute it to the people.
0: But but at this point, Ivan, where can somebody who's in need, where can they go? Like what are some some of the
2: places? It's the whole process of uh, depends how. uh, So here's some of the things that, that don't work in the system. I mean, now everything's by computer. I mean, even to go to the shower I want you to use, you have to sign up ahead of time to use the pool you know we, that, we we were all proud that when we put in ramps so that people in wheelchairs can have access and now we put electronic obstacles so that people can't have access and it's the irony of life is that for anything you got to do now you got to go online you got to go online got to mm-hmm. go online things are paperless we're helping the environment but we're stopping people from getting access to services mm-hmm. that really irritates the crap on it yeah that, me too. that is so absurd you're homeless, you want to apply for housing. Uh you gotta show your last two years of CRA. Well, if you're homeless, you go around with your, you know, your your, your documents from, from income tax, Do you carry that around in your backpack. Yeah. It's set up that is very hard. And I understand why, because nobody wants to give a free ticket. And that I understand, because a lot of people tell up, there's a lot of free rides, whatever. But my God, it's hard because okay, then go bring in this document, apply there, send that, oh. get the email. Oh, oh, that we didn't get it. All these things, which were when it was paper, and you put it in someone's hand, you knew it was delivered. Now, oh, yep. we mustn't have got it. it just creates a <laughs> delay for everything. Uh, I think we got to go back to old school and put your hand in the hand, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> it's kind of crazy because if your CRA is, is, is filed, it's all electronic, you, they should see that. They should be able to log onto a computer and see it with your name and social mm-hmm. security number or something. So
2: that means you have to at least have a cell phone. Yeah. You have to stay in contact and- with the world to send these things. Then, you know, make your payment, your services cut. Yeah. It, it's just, it, it goes, it spirals the other way. It doesn't make it easy. Think of this, you know, you're going to go to the library to use the internet to see if you can apply for something and enough versus come on in. I'll give you how, guide you through it. Yes, fill that, write that. We don't do enough of that anymore. And with COVID, it was like, we'll do that, stand six feet away or we'll do it virtually. We're telling people use technology. They don't have in their hand. it's absurd. Uh, so yeah. people who have skills, you know, I don't know where to tell you to volunteer to do it, uh, but yeah, you can help people fill out forms. That's a big thing. There's so many documents to fill out, and I don't know if you have time. Give some time. Give, give help people. To, we the I'm going to tell you something real real quick. Is that the experience of being told what to do by people who had a hard time in school, they don't like to be told what to do because teachers told them this and they just felt it was a punitive. Just like Steve talked about being scared of the police because they're the ones that are going to bust up or stay and tell you to move on. So it's against all odds. Uh, so you have to involve people who are living that to go, what's the solution if they know? They know that if you stuff newspapers in your culture you're going to be warmer. They know where to find the resources and the food. They know how to hustle and get a little bit more out of. It. So, but they're not a municipal council, are they? Like you know what I mean? So it's that it's getting the lived-in experience to express this is how we should do it, and we don't do that enough. And I don't know how you would start doing it. It would have to be you know that people get the word out and that there's going to be this big meeting and that they're going to be fed that day and they're going to be respected and their advice is going to be taken and considered. Not, we'll put that on the back burner. Yeah, good question. Yes, we'll retain that. for None of that. Do it for real. And it's expensive Mm -hmm. and it's hard to do for real. But we have
1: elections coming. Municipal elections coming. Do you think that's going to be a big topic on the
2: debates it's Probably a big not. stain it's a big stain on cornwall oh. it's it's, it's <clears throat> who wants to talk about that you know <laughs> so know. as
1: individuals we can push them to um tackle it a little more and talk about it at least what's your plan for homelessness in cornwall yeah that'd be a good question for the debates
3: <laughs> but we 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 got to keep pushing it we just have to keep pushing it to homelessness and the 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 fact that people are hungry people have to get something going and you know we're already coming into august so we have to start thinking about the winter coming on Mm -hmm. and yeah uh, but i want to touch on something like ivan's talking about filling out the forms i went on to do a little bit of research to see how many people the closest i could find is from 2021 but i went on to the uh city's site and some of the forms that i you know, and I'm not a dummy, and I have the technology. I'm looking, at it. I couldn't even do them. I'd have oh, to I ask questions. So but where do I go to ask the questions yep. when I'm doing it at home online? It should be made. Um, they, they have all these books, like Windows for Dummies and everything else. I'm not saying people are dummies, but make it, dumb it down, that everybody can fill it out, Not just the, the people with the, the big technology in it. And it, like I would say, have a place or something that if I need help with it, I could walk in and say, I need somebody to help me
0: fill
2: up these forms. Yeah. And I think they, the literacy, uh, what's it called? Literacy Council. Try, litera- try council.
0: Literacy Council.
2: They, they, they could help out. They have courses and they have, give you access. So people, if you're listening today, like start with that. Um, reach out so through there. Get the assistance you need. We, we have to put wheels under the cart and just keep going with it
3: and, you know, just keep going faster and faster and faster and getting to these people. And somebody that's been homeless, I never want to be back there again. I don't mind sleeping out in my van every now and then because it's a camper, but I don't want to be doing it, you know, ever again, ever again, because I have to. I do it now because I want to, not because I have to. I'd
2: and like I'd to be- add to that, you know, think of this. Like, when in a prison to punish you, they put you in isolation. If you're homeless, probably you don't have family and you're living alone in the woods by yourself. Think again of what that does to your mental health. You're isolated, yeah. you're alone, and you have no hope, not a whole uh, lot of hope. Uh,
3: when I was living in my van, I was in a locked yard in La Salle, back. Like, I used to go in because I had a key for the yard, and I go in, and park my car, or my van, and uh, I locked myself in, and yet. Every time something creaked outside, I was wondering if somebody's coming to rob me, mm-hmm. somebody's coming to beat the crap out of me or whatever. Wow. You're alone, you're in a dark spot. And so I could just kind of imagine what a lot of these people and I'm gonna say more the women than the guys because you know women are more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so like these people living in a tent, and yeah, they 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 become you become quite tough, you become quite uh, self-sufficient. But at the same time, you're living alone in a tent someplace. Wait a minute. You know, somebody has to be, somebody has to watch them. Has to, and somebody has to get them off the street. And it's it's a big project. Like you look, Toronto, as an example, has over 10,000 homeless compared to what we have. Wow. But, you know, you, there's homeless in Cornwall, there's homeless in Alexandria. And it's like people that are couch surfing and, you know, I, they, there's a whole list of places where they're living and the reasons behind it There, there's a multitude of reasons but it doesn't matter what the reason is let's help them get off the street
0: the now t- I now I heard though are there some buildings in Cornwall where these people can go and like you know get a room like no, I don't know just well there's no shelter right
2: some, no sometimes- but, no
0: there's buildings where you can rent like a room for a week or something and, and welfare takes the money and helps you
2: Cornwall housing has emergency money and I think it's three to five days in a hotel to they uh, help you get established okay. but again yeah. there's all that paper there's all like there's there's a whole process and, and there has to be a process I mean it just can't oh. be yeah here you go I mean mm-hmm. so there has to be a process but again like if you have literacy problems problems if you don't have access to to a computer internet, if you don't you know there's more and more obstacles in the way of getting the things you need um and you're already overwhelmed with life at that point and you have to fill out 15 mm-hmm. documents you're not feeling it you know what i mean yeah. so that's where people reside it's, it's uh, just i'd rather be free than have to you know answer to the man or the woman whatever to to fill out all this kind of stuff and i think it brings you to that side like it's it becomes a, a different way of life that you adapt to. Wow. The thing too, it is
3: so humbling to ask for help, and, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and it's it becomes a matter of pride. Even though you're living on the street, you still have your pride. Yeah. And to go and start begging, it, it takes it takes a heck of a lot. A heck of a lot out of you to go and beg for something. And so
1: before we. Before we sign off, I want to give the information to the Tri-County Literacy, <laughs> Literacy Council. Uh, it's uh, their address, their physical ad- address is 101 2nd Street West. I believe they're open so you can walk in and go ask for um, information on their courses. They have a ton of them. Uh, our very own mm-hmm. Jason uh, Sednick uh, mm-hmm. works with them. so. Um, I'm sure he can help. Uh, 613-932-7161 is the phone number. And their uh, website is WordPress.com.
2: Anybody listening today, if you want to contribute, I mean, buy grocery cards and drop them off at any of those places as well. They will go to the right clients. You can leave the cards at Inspire. You can leave the cards at Agape. You can leave them at the Santa Santé. And I mean... People will, grocery cards help out a lot. Uh, it's an integral way of having them pick their own food, what they want, yeah. when they want it. And, uh, it'll help out people a lot. So if that's if that's the thing you can do, 10, 20, $30, whatever you can afford, um, food cards. And I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like feminine hygiene project products as well. If you're living in a tent and all, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like think about that, where you're going to decide yeah. between that. Yeah, we don't, that we don't extra even think cost about
1: and- that. Yep. So all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being with us this morning and having this wonderful discussion. Um, my only thing, and I would I would tell everybody, try to be a little kinder. Yeah. Just a little kinder to everyone, especially if you see homeless people, just
0: uh it can make a whole (laughs) world of difference. Even a smile. (laughs) You know, like do not avoid people smile. Yeah, don't cross the street. Yeah. All right,
1: guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you in a month, I guess.
2: Sounds good.
1: All right. My lease. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Have a good week.
2: Will do. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
0: Bye. Bye-bye. we Bye. will see you soon.